0: Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal, And joining me is my partner in crime, my co-host. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Joshua. Gangsta time. Go. but it should
1: be called Gangsta Time.
0: <laughs> Hello, bud.
1: Let's uh, guys. Uh, what up everybody
0: listening feeling good uh also joining us is the disembodied voice of my brother producer it is edgelord 64 ounces big news brian what's up nerds hello oh my goodness uh we have a packed ass show this week uh, so let's get into it uh, let's get into plugs right away you could find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram Joshua Cole where can they find you
1: at JD Cole underscore 37
2: on Instagram oh yeah as well Brian you can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter and if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming you could pop in at twitch.tv itspunchline punchline oh
0: yeah Uh, you can follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram follow us on twitter because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week poll uh of which i have the results every week uh including this week uh the poll usually goes up uh a couple hours after the chapters premiere on sundays uh whenever viz releases releases it and uh yeah it goes it goes on till like the day of the podcast which is we usually record thursdays so yeah Get on it. Follow us there. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com or you can comment on any of the videos you watch on our YouTube channel, which you should also subscribe, like, share, all that shit. Do it. And if you prefer the audio version of the podcast, if you like, uh, if you want to listen to our beautiful voices, on the go you can uh, subscribe to us on itunes spotify pandora amazon music wherever you listen to podcasts we are on it so you know do do the thing five star reviews all around as well uh share it with your friends you know let's uh let's get it popping you guys let's get this show on the road it is time to randomize undead on luck I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's all right, buddy, because we got color pages of Undead Unluck chapter sixty-five. You have my thanks.
1: Well, this is good.
0: yeah. Uh, honestly, they look great. Uh, it's been a while since I'd seen color pages for Undead Unluck, so it's very, it's very good to see them. Uh, Shen is now blue as hell because he's a zombie, uh, and it's it's kind of cool we get a a character popularity poll uh unknown one third that's pretty big good for her oh him. it's a guy keep forgetting uh billy's ninth and i don't know who's voting for him at all fuck that guy he betrayed us um yeah but last we left off shen took the big sacrifice play and uh they basically made him into a zombie using the artifact that uh, that Feng has been using on, you know, his whole class of students, apparently. Um, so, now he is completely sworn to be a zombie soldier to Mui. Uh, he can't really act on his own accord. Uh, and, you know, unless, like, Mui asks him to do something. That's the only way he can do anything. Uh, so... That that's cool. I guess that's a cool existence to live. Um, so Shen is uh, Feng is actually kind of annoyed by this. He looks at him. He's like, "You should have taken your death like a man." Uh, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Andy is hyped. He's like, "So long as we got untruth, we can beat this guy." And uh, they all just swarm on um, on Feng. And Feng is like, ha-ha! Struggle all you might, but know this, no number of weaklings could ever beat a dragon. He tries to pull up this cool myth.
1: himself a dragon.
0: Yeah, it's like, alright, bud. <laughs> we get it. Uh, he tries to make a smokescreen out of the back of Summer, and uh, he succeeds for a while, and he realizes, like, oh, man, he's trying to counteract Untruth's uh, vision requirements, so... Uh, but luckily, the good guys have a countermeasure for that movie. Pulls out a an artifact um, called the Basho Fang and just fans it all away. These artifacts, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, the Shaolin Showdown? Yeah. You know what they're the, called? Co- um, uh, shang Wu. Oh, Wu yes. <laughs> Yo, I pulled that out of nowhere. I've been meaning to rewatch this. It's not anywhere. I've been wanting to see that show again.
1: I think it used to be on Netflix, man. But yeah, that was a little...
0: Yeah, I love that show. Mungo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the winning uh, guy. So, yeah, he goes, S- lay untruth on me, and uh, Shen tries, but to no avail. Uh, they both get knocked the fuck back by, by Fen. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> he just goes, wham! Uh, and, uh, he's like, what? You can't use your little flip-flop trick from before? Um, and basically, I guess, yeah. And I was wondering this honestly, which is good that they answered it. But uh, Shen yeah. can no longer use his negation because he died. Uh, so yeah, he's just a corpse. Yes. So it, his untruth has gone to another person. Apparently, that's how it works. Is that your powers transfer to someone else when they when they go when you die. Um, and there's no way it could be very coincidentally still among them, right? Uh, <laughs> In any case,
1: you know what are the
0: odds? I mean, what are the odds that it happens? It can't possibly be that, say, Mui got it. It's <laughs> or Feng? There's no way Feng got it, <laughs> the, but definitely not Mui, for sure. Um, so yeah, as they as the battle goes along, Summer starts to change form. Uh, it's emerging from its shell, and um, I guess they're at this point where they're like, well. I guess we just got a scrap. And uh, they all go after um, Feng together. uh, And Feng is about to make his move, but then he peeps Mui coming up from above. And she says, I must say, you have my thanks. It's because of you that I can now bear one of Master Shen's burdens. That egotistical strength of yours in Master Shen's head, I will negate you. And it turns out, whoa, Mui got... (laughs) The untruth negation And
1: she freezes now as a character.
0: Yeah, she freezes uh, Shen, uh Feng in her place in his place and Shen pulls through, does this dope as like Bray! kung fu shoulder bump that sends him flying Man. like <laughs> literally fifty yards away. And he's like ah <laughs> uh, and he says, Feng, you are strong. You may be even the strongest in the world. But you know what? That is all you are. As Feng is like pretty hype, but I, you could tell he's also kind of tight at the same time. Oh,
1: yeah. The veins are bursting in his head. No, think that's because he going to hit.
0: Yeah. Just down, still in, in offended. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm not really mad about like Mui having it. I fi- I figured that's what I'm would happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I can let it slide. It, it's fine. Uh, if it's a little too. We, like, I guess it's a little taken advantage that we don't really know the rules of how negation passes on to other people, but it's fine. It's not the worst thing in the world. And I thought it was, I, I, honestly, I expected it to a degree that she would just awaken some negation. So I guess yeah. it makes sense that it would be movie. Um, but yeah, this was kind of cool. Uh, I, I am enjoying. I like that movies kind of like becoming a character as well um like she's kind of flipped the switch like flip roles with shen uh very interested to see where it goes it was just a fun action chapter honestly um i don't have much to say yeah about it. basically um do you do you have anything to say before we go no it's a fun action chapter
1: and uh, i'm gonna do if I'm gonna die, even though he's not
0: all right well with that being said we he could... did the most he did the most he did do the most um... yeah. But um, with that being said, let us move on. It is time to randomize. Hmm. Let me get a second
3: chance.
0: Cross. What? Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. You're right. It is Jujutsu Kaisen.
1: <laughs> all right. All think right. take that. i think that. I'll take that.
0: Now, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 150, Perfect Preparation Part 3. And we also get color pages for this. Um,. I like color page. This color page, it's kind of it's kind of nice. Like we got two, we get the same page and two page spread. And each one is nice. Yeah, it's one fifty too. Uh,
1: the first one just reminded me that Maki is literally toast.
0: Yeah, she is toast. She's a toast woman. Um, so last we left off with Maki, uh, she has basically just killed her dad, uh, and has gained, I guess, heavenly restriction. Um. And she's just like admiring the sword that Mai left her. I think is the last thing that Mai was able to create before, you know, she passed away. And we get the cool color page spread where they're both holding hands together and um, in the beach or whatever. It's uh kind of sweet. Uh, rip Mai, uh, and we continue on with the chapter. The alarm bells start to ring, um, and some kid. Uh, named ranta pulls up and he's like yo maki's going crazy man she's out here she just cut down master oki the kukuru unit has gone off to confront her and um the one of the brothers is kind of surprised like what (laughs) yeah um and we get to see that uh we get to see uh nobu nobuaki which is the captain of the kukuru unit which is basically zenin males who don't possess curse techniques uh, they're just basically the B squad, uh, the bench players of uh, the jujitsu world, I guess. And Maki used to be one of them before she entered jujutsu high. So um, mm. yeah. In any case, they're just out here, just like talking wild shit. Is like if she attacked Master Ogi while he was asleep or just taking a shit. Yeah, right. Anybody could have done it. Uh, it is wild even how of that. it's like, like crazy wild how disrespectful they just continue to be her throughout this entire chapter considering what happens um but yeah he sends them off and is like go get her before i get there but don't kill her i'll finish her off and he says it with the most like pompous jawline just like Ooh, i'll kill her um and we cut over to maki she's surrounded by a bunch of uh Zenin clan assholes and uh she's starting to B-class think class ass movies. Yeah, for real. Um and he's just thinking like Man, I, I don't know what what did I want to do, all that stuff, and she remembers her promise to Mai. And as one of these guys just comes in at her, uh, he swings down her sword, and then Maki just cuts off his hands and just, just proceeds to slaughter the kukuru unit just just multiple l's left and right um it's kind of wild and then the captain of the of these guys pull up and they're like hey are you guys done oh shit they're all Damn. they're all danda. uh and to maki's side there's a guy uh just crouched over he said oh my he said oh my uh The guy crouched over, he summons these hands from the ground. He's an earthbender. I guess that's his curse technique. Um, We'll go with that. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Choju is here. The Hay are here. And it's not just this guy, this old man with a mohawk. It's also uh, one of the bigger brothers of the Zenon clan and Ranta. Um, And they explain that the Hay are essentially like the A squad Uh, they're the strongest I guess people in the Zenon clan Uh, so they have Maki clapped up in these stone arms and then she just bursts out uh, and takes on the earthbending guy and the kukuru captain all at the same time Uh, easily dispatches both of them just kind of like snatches their throats smoke yeah dead Uh, I'll do the sound for these guys because they're not fodder (laughs) The two that just died. Um, and Maki is just f- like, just pulled out their throats and then she just gets frozen. These two eyes appear behind her and it's this Ranta guy's curse technique, I guess, where I guess he freezes you with these eyes or whatever. Um, and Ranta's like, go for it, Master Junichi! <laughs> man, Master Janichi pulls I him. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Ranta is like, this is the saddest thing, honestly. Ranta has so much faith in Junichi as he just goes, like, go get him! Uh, And Maki somehow uses her, uh, I guess, like, her cursed energy. It's hard to tell because this chapter seems unfinished. Uh, Yeah. At least for these two pages. Yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes with manga, uh, where they don't make it in time, and they fix it for the volumes, but... uh, Maki uses her, I guess, cursed energy is what it looks like, I could be wrong, uh, to just destroy the eyes and it fucking destroys this kid's eyes at the same time. It's kind of fucked. Um, Yikes. And, I mean, I guess I gotta give it up to Ranta because he's like, I'm not letting go! Kill
3: her! <laughs> right here!
0: Um, and so, uh, I guess uh, Janichi uses his curse technique which is basically just a bunch of actual fists Coming down, like raining down on her. Um, and Ranta is just standing there, like, You did it, Master Genichi. You won for sure. As he slumps over and dies. You won for sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely positive. He was like, Good job, Master Genichi. There's no way Maki survived that as he dies. But Maki comes. He dies. He
1: slumps over. I thought he just couldn't see.
0: Yeah. You see him stumbling, on
1: thinking that he won.
0: Yeah, and he didn't because Maki pulls up with the severed head of Jinichi. Uh So I guess, <laughs> and one for Ronto. And the chapter ends where Maki just th- tosses his head into the springs, <laughs> 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 just like.
1: Ugh. All right, I'm over
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very reminiscent, of, like, it's how you would have thought that she was Monster Chopper and that was uh, the, the CP9 member. Uh, fuck, what's his face? Oh, I, I
2: don't remember Kumadori. his name either. Kumadori,
0: Kumadori, I remember How the fuck <laughs> do you
2: remember that
1: guy? <laughs> Kumadori. How could, how could forget, you forget, Brian? My favorite manga moment.
0: I'm, I'm honestly a little ashamed I forgot for a minute. It's Kumadori. Um, But yeah, she's just like, ugh, gross. Uh, And Naoya, the last man standing, pulls up and he's like, how cruel. Don't you have a human heart? And uh, it reveals that he's the head of the hay. He's like the strongest of all of them. And she says, no, it was taken from me. And I guess they're about to square up. So, thoughts? Do we have thoughts? I mean, do you have thoughts? Or do you see Ooh, this is Brian's really good chapter of the week.
1: Certified RGC. certified RGC, certified RGC, certified RGC. So, um, it's my RGC as well.
3: Whoa! Certified RGC. Let's go! Certified RGC. <laughs> certified RGC.
2: Dude, this was a classic Jujutsu Kaisen, this needs to be animated now chapter. <laughs> and,
1: and, and I'm going to say this, I felt like I put so much disrespect on Maki's name, and I really questioned this, but like, I remember in the previous chapter, I was like, man, I'm not buying this. am not buying any stock in this at all. This is Maki. She just pulled it out of nowhere. But... After just watching her dismantle her family who hated her and talked all the shit and who honestly consoles, now she's running into this guy and it's just like
0: (laughs) who's gonna stop her? Yeah, I don't know, man. Who stopped the other
2: guy with heavenly a restriction?
0: Gojo, no. No one got stabbed. No, Gojo
2: beat Gojo got his ass beat by I thought he came back and fought and fought him. Nah, he lost. So who beat him?
0: I don't think anybody actually beat him. That's bullshit. Somebody beat him. I mean, no, nobody. I don't either. think anybody
2: actually beat him. Like even uh, what's his name didn't beat him. Did I think Google he that? actually was undefeated. Yeah, there? Brian, can, can you we uh, get a search on that?
0: Yeah, uh, Google that in the meantime. Google
2: uh, Google. That ESP?
1: E.
0: S. P. It's been a while. Uh, I'm what's his name again? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, Toji, Toji Zenon. Toji. Oh, um. Okay. So yeah, I'm refamiliarizing myself with you. I'm. I've been collecting the volumes. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it's made it to my hall of fame. If I co- if I start physically collecting hello. manga, it's in my hall of fame essentially. Uh, I there's there's a point with every manga that I have on my shelf because I don't have a lot of room. I live in a New York apartment, so it's I don't have like a to- a ton of room for a bookshelf, so I have to reserve it for series that really had an impact on me. But I'm trying to refamiliarize myself and get my knowledge up. But uh, until Brian pulls it up, yeah, I mean it's really cool that she's up against Nioya. Imagine she just kills Nioya. I didn't think that these Zen fucking guys were going to go down right now.
1: Yeah, just like that. I didn't think she was going to be this strong already.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I would like to think that Naoya sticks around for a while. Uh,
1: right? Like, he's not going to get...
0: I don't think they're... I, here's my theory. I mean, I could be absolutely wrong because Maki is in fucking savage mode right now, but... I could see na- a, a place where Naoya doesn't even fight her and he ends up in the calling game as well. is uh, a little different like that, you know? Um, I could see him just kind of worming his way out of this. Because uh, he's fast. Yeah. I'm very... Cu- I'm curious, though. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past her to just slice this dude's throat and move the fuck on. He's losing something. He's not getting out of this unscathed you think so yeah i don't know maybe he's the one maybe he's like not someone who could stop maki but he okay so you're right you you, chris you
2: were right uh (laughs) toji was defeated (laughs) by gojo i I think (laughs) well he comes back and beats him yeah i remember go gojo comes back and he beats him yeah
0: gojo wasn't killed when he got stabbed up he just like gets back and then he comes up and he kills toji with uh i think the six eyes or something he does he uses his like domain or whatever. I don't know. He does something. Yeah. He does something wild. Uh, yes, <laughs> I remembered something for once. Uh, one of you these. Got it. The more you know. Um, but in any case, this was a yeah. This was a really cool chapter. I wish I had the drop made because I guess now that we're talking about it, this is also my RGC. Certified, Certified RGC. RGC. <laughs> Let's Certified go. RGC. oh shit unified yeah we gotta we gotta get on it we gotta make the um what was i don't think it was it unified unified
2: rgc yeah
0: Yeah. unified yeah we gotta get on that because sometimes the harmonic
2: convergence one is when the audience also votes (laughs) it (laughs) yeah the heart when we're we're, we're in tune with nature
0: yeah which is (laughs) i have an idea for the harmonic convergence rgc (laughs) but we have i mean (laughs) you know We have to get on it. You guys have to vote so we can finally achieve those. Those will be fun. But yeah, that uh, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. What a fucking crazy chapter. I can't wait to like this. I would love to get this volume just to see the finished art of what she does with this fucking dude's eyes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. It is just a slaughter fest and it's very satisfying to see Maki trounce on these misogynists <laughs> uh, it yeah like- it was this was like a <laughs>
2: one piece this was like a, a classic one piece like redemption chapter you know what i mean like one piece is really good at writing these assholes that you just want to see get fucking bodied
0: yeah right
2: <laughs> dude <laughs> this Maki- was one of those chapters
1: no, he, this was yo the author snapped.
0: dude i mean <laughs> it, this is wild uh like he maki literally just tore through the patriarchy in a visceral and physical way uh very much appreciate but then like now that i'm thinking about it, it's like now who the head who's what's the point of being the head of the zenon now is like oh, 20 billion of them are dead how many of them are left what's the, even the point anymore <laughs> uh this is probably just, Naoya, Megumi.
1: just this murder. this is uh a coup
0: oh it is a coup well, they were trying to coup too. Like the, it was just a recoup, <laughs> <laughs> reverse coup.
1: <laughs> oh, because the other kid was the was supposed to be the heir, and he passed it mm. to her. But they no, because they, they wasn't trying to hit that.
0: No, because Gojo coup was times around. two. Yeah, coup times two. They were ju- yeah because they didn't want Megumi to be it, and Gojo's not around, so they got real bold, and they were like, "We should just assassinate these kids right now, so we could be the heads now." Yeah, Who's going
1: to stop us?
0: Yeah, for real. Um, Not, I'm <laughs> nah, <I'm a> <laughs> That's
1: what they thought. Not they only just a mug. They took and got their heads chopped off. Yeah. Uh, the dad got, her head chop- got his head chopped in half. This, this dude with the long hair got his whole head lumped off. Yeah, and dumped um, it to the springs. Ooh, who's left? There was oh, another yeah. one, wasn't there?
0: No, he is left. He's the third person? He's the only one left. Oh, uh, watch him the- all right. So He's the only significant Zenon left.
1: One look, one loss. They had. one went half this way horizontal. Nao is gonna lose his head this way. Mm. She's gonna cut his whole body like this.
0: Just yeah, a cross. You, that's vertically. Yes, she's just crossing Zenin's left and right, like quick. Yeah. Ah, Christ be with you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. all I got. It was a fun chapter and very worthy of an RGC, for, in my opinion. Um, but you guys ready to move on? Move right along to our next one. Is yes, sir Yeah. All right, it's time to randomize. That wasn't the audience RGC. Wow,
1: interesting. It was not, but I know what it is then. Yeah.
0: World Trigger! Uh, <laughs> this is World Trigger, Chapter 208, The Away Mission Test, Part 6. Also known In as... Information. Yeah, also, know, also known as... You like rules? Here are the rules! <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, the chapter starts with uh, Suwa's team walking through the um, the ship and just kind of examining. Uh, they notice that there are two bedrooms, basically, um one has two beds one has one bed uh and there is a there's a toilet there's a shower a changing room all that stuff kind of like just an apartment for the most part um and you know they have the five desks and there is this weird large fixture that's there that seems to be a bed of some sort um they don't know what the fuck the deal is with that one um but yeah uh it's kind of funny. Katori literally is like sleeping in a coffin. Miss me with that. Cool. She literally
1: says, Miss me with that. Yeah. Like, a lot of the the translator is doing a great job, man.
0: I mean, Ashihara is like cool with the kids' lingo. He's out here. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's, <laughs> he's tuned yeah. in. He's not a boomer. Feel appreciated here.
1: Um, Ashihara. Yes, sir.
0: Mm hmm. Um they notice they have a, a kitchen and you know there's a try on powered stove. Uh there's water, but you know, that's not on powered, I guess. They <laughs> but they do have like a limited supply of water, it looks like actually. Yeah. Which is kind of wow. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't even know. Anx-
0: For real. I mean <laughs> how do you even live like that? Um anytime somebody cuts
1: the faucet on you like <laughs> <laughs> You running run that force a little too, <laughs> little too long, there, right man. What you
0: doing? Hey, uh, I think uh, that's enough brushing your teeth for now. You're done. You're done. That's enough.
1: So, how fucking long does it take to brush your teeth, buddy? Shit, <laughs> like, that would never really be a problem.
0: <laughs> oh, I see you got a whole face washing routine going on here, huh? Uh. Yeah, they also have like a microwave and a toaster, and it really is just a one-bedroom apartment. They have a dishwasher, which is pretty cool amenities, honestly. I'm not mad at it. I don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> I would like it. Yeah,
1: mean, they said that it helps save water, and I was like, does, does it? Is it?
0: Brian, I Google if it Help save water. <laughs> I guess, because, you know, I guess your faucet is kind of If You know what? Right? If,
1: you don't, yeah, if you don't just run the faucet, you know what I'm saying, the whole time while I'm doing your dishes, then yeah. Yeah. I guess it is better, because it does it all at once.
0: Yeah, um, they yeah. they have a food pantry with a fridge that runs on electricity because obviously, if the power is off, then all the food would go bad before they even got there. So, you know, all that's like he's really explaining the logic behind every piece of equipment here, which is like, man, did you get Jujutsu Kaisen's editor? Because <laughs> he's just like, explain why there's a microwave.
1: He switches everything um, I told him he said you will break everything. Down. <laughs> I'm with it though. I love it. I,
0: yeah, mean, okay. I mean, I I mean, if you don't like that, then why are you reading World Trigger? This is what they do, honestly. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like his editor is probably even like, all right, you don't have to explain why they have like a fucking toaster, dude. It's like I do. Shut up. <laughs> uh, they have a dispenser for flour, salt, and sugar. Salt uh, and. It dispenses really slow, which is a detail that you need to know. Um, (laughs) And uh, it can be slow. This is pretty. It's funny because like this whole part is reminiscent of kind of the quarantine over the last year, where they're like, "Oh shit, we can make bread, dude." (laughs) Uh, it's kind of funny. Real cash. I was like, "Damn, yeah, all you
1: niggas know how to make bread."
0: I mean, I I think most people like know how to make bread at this point after the pe- you know how to make bread? I don't oh. I'm one of the minority that does not know how to make bread but I feel like there's been a surge in bread making over the world in the last year like my girlfriend knows how to make bread she learns, She makes bread well she hasn't made bread in a while but she does know how
1: like sliced bread?
0: Uh, she's made different types well of bread. you
1: slice the bread after
0: right? she make like <laughs> loaves she wouldn't make like just the sliced bread she so wanna make like a loaf ah. of like, you know, just deli bread or whatever, like just a sandwich bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But oh, that's cool. in any case, they they even like kind of peep that they don't even have a lot of food for to last them the week. But here's an interesting detail about on Bodies is apparently they digest. Um and they digest super good. So they don't even need three meals a day. Must be nice. I know I man. I wanna try on body. Damn. <laughs> Imagine how li- good your life would be if you had a fucking try on body, man. This is very easy. I wouldn't have gained all this quarantine weight. I <laughs> would have been good. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, they're just sitting at their computers now and we get the actual breakdown of what the test is really about, kinda. Um so they have these two... Th- their assignments are set up into two types. There's universal assignments. Uh, each of them have 400 po- problems that they have to get done by the end of the exam. And they get delegated assignments where they get to split up. There's a thousand between all of them. So they can split it up however they want. Um, some person can make the majority. They can split it up evenly. Or can they? I don't know. There's five of them. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> That's math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, he's just like, they're just explaining that, hey, so we could do this. We we could do this uh, universal assignments. Uh, we're going to focus on the universal assignments first because we have to complete every single one of those. Whereas the delegated assignments are more, you know, you don't have to finish all of them. Um, but, yeah, they're just like. You know, talking about it. Uh, apparently, Katori reveals that she's not trying to get into the away missions and uh, that she would only go with her squad and for no other reason at all. But. Yeah, she also doesn't want to be considered like kind of a filler seat. She's like because not all of these B rank uh, agents are going with their squad, it looks like. So. You know, they're just sitting there and sue is like, relax, you're not getting chosen anyway. And she's like, wait, what? Why not? I still have a shot. You suck. That's all. Get
1: out of here. The squad was mad, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently there are two other tasks aside from these uh, delegated and universal assignments as well. There's special uh, assignments that are delivered without warning, uh, and nobody knows what they are until you get them. And there's battle simulation exercises that will pit squads against each other. Um, whoa. Whoa. I mean, I imagine that it's not like rank, because, you know, um, Osama. Well, if you read further,
1: it's, it's, uh, they touch upon that.
0: Yeah, Osama literally is just like, whoa, whoa, the rank wars again? He's like, nah, this is on the laptops. We're basically playing video games, and if you lose, you get no points, and if you win, you get points. Um, Pretty cool. Ranked matches. Yo. It being
1: casual matches.
0: Brian, this is a tactical shooter, bro. They're playing tactical shooters, dude.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm I wonder gonna, if they're going to stream it live.
0: I want to play a World Trigger video game. Oh my god. Telling me this that. is
2: Valorant?
1: Yeah, they're playing. I would spend two times the worth of a regular game for a World Trigger game.
0: Like a really well made World Trigger game? I would I would fucking.
1: It can be decently well made. Just has enough replayability.
0: Yeah, it, it has to be good. Like, it has to be a good, fun, fun game. It doesn't have to be amazing. Although I would prefer it. There is a I way. Mean, yeah, right? There is a way to make it amazing, I imagine. I don't know. What would you guys think that the world uh, trigger video game would be? Comment below. Let us know what you think. Uh, I
2: would picture it more like XCOM, like a like a strategy game than a shooter, to be honest. Hmm. Mm. Be Say again? With, they might, I said, it'd probably be like
1: a beat-em-up style game um, where, it, you know, maybe they have more complex battle sequences at some point in all that strategy yeah. to it
0: Yeah, I could see it being like in a, like a third-person shooter of a sort because a lot of it is just like them running around and shit until they find each other as far as we know um, but in any case going, uh, going forward um and katori kind of just like thinks to herself like i think that's the most important category of the battles um the the other assignments nobody can interfere with there's just measuring how smart you are but the battle sims let the winner gain extra points and actually get ahead um you know there's more opportunity to get points through the battle simulations than there is with the individual assignments um so she's like we should focus on that and sue is like man you're just trying not to do homework (laughs) it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you
3: still
0: even find it Yeah. Um, they get uh, the rules for the battle sim, so we don't get that. Uh, I imagine the rules for those would be a little uh, better down the road. I think, like, what uh, Mizukami is hid these rules from them, but I could be wrong. I think he maybe met the battle, actual battle phase of the exam as opposed to these little simulations. Um, yeah. There's an extra rule that says that the operators have to go to their special rooms every night at 9 p.m. to write a report on the day's events. Uh, and the reason being is that operators usually don't have a lot of try-ons. So, you know, they they usually let them go to this computer that is assumedly uh, electronically activated so that they can yeah. write the report and, you know, do their part of the exam.
1: I'm glad you used the word uh, uh, assuming because... Things may not be exactly what they seem just because they say that. Oh yeah, it's probably that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of opportunity for misdirection here, for sure, and not cheap misdirection, like you know, something that challenges the way we would normally think about.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, these situations, I would think so too. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, I it's the only one that makes sense to me because they're like talking about how operators don't usually have try-on, so the the assumption is that their laptops in their room are, are electrically powered but yeah there could be a lot of room for misdirection and stuff um Katori is just like gets really tight that she doesn't have a bedroom of her own and uh mm-hmm. sue is like all right calm down you could have the one room because you're a girl and we're dudes um and they're like and she's she, she's just like
1: who is a female she's gonna be in a wrong room anyway
0: yeah and, and Katori' just immediately calms down like Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> Okay, so and apparently they all have to take turns sleeping in the capsule bed, uh, which is weird. I don't know what that's about, man. Uh, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> to
1: really train them.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I'm very curious as to why the capsule thing is a thing. Um, And they also ask her, like, wait, does that apply to the operator, too? Because she has to write a report every night, so... Does she have to sleep in the operator? Do they have a capsule in the operator room? And she says, I don't know. We have to go look. Um, they reveal that um, Oki, I think his name is, the the sniper, uh, he's going to sleep in the capsule bed first. Osamu and Sua are going to go to the double room. Uh, Katori is going to have the single room. And uh, the operator room is obviously going to the operator Um so yeah they basically go on and do start their assignments uh they spend about an hour doing the assignments when uh all of a sudden they get a special assignment also katori is losing focus i feel like that's uh significant in a way <laughs> no nah,
1: like it was funny because she was just starting to glaze over a little bit I mean, tell and you- it was like right on time before she started really going off into her own world
0: yeah i so- know how that'd be man I know how it be too, man. It sucks. Uh, then uh, they get a special assignment, and uh, Suba advises them like, "All right, crew, we got our first special assignment. I just sent it to you." Um, and they open the special assignment, and they are confused. They don't know what it is, and neither do we, because that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you like rules? <laughs> I love this chapter. I mean, it is. I love rules. Um, yeah, we got a little more details of what the test really entails. I wonder what the special assignment really is. Because those are going to be the real like, where the battle simulations are like, play these games and battle each other. We'll evaluate that. I feel like special assignments are kind of like head games in a way. They're they're very designed to test your mental. You know? Um, Yeah, probably more team dynamic stuff. For sure. Um, I'm very curious to see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, you know, it is just a lot of bureaucracy and, you know, uh, explaining things, which is not bad at all. Just is World Trigger. Um, I I really did enjoy it. Um, I wonder if we're going to see more squads participate, like, in the special assignment. I wonder if they all get special assignments at the same time. There's a lot going on here. Uh, but, yeah, simple chapter. Uh, I'm very I'm very curious to see where it goes. Uh, you guys uh, have any thoughts before we go? No. <laughs> okay uh it is time to
1: randomize it's called partner but it should be called gangster time
0: the x books
1: all right hellfire Galas here oh yeah gala the gala uh yeah i think that's how you pronounce it. it like gala
0: i thought it was gala is that not gala
2: Brian, can you check that? It's pronounced gala. I know. <laughs> I don't even have to look that up.
0: <laughs> Maybe I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It's literally pronounced gala. Well, we're here anyway. Why would it be pronounced gala? This I don't know. I I can The uh Hellfire Gauntlet. Uh the Hellfire Gauntlet. The Hellfire Gala begins with Marauders number twenty-one. Um Oh my goodness! So we, I wish we had Luke Travis on to judge all of the drips on, in this issue because there are a lot of outfits. Um, yeah. the The X Men are dressed to the fucking nines, dude. It's crazy. Um, okay, so we open up to this like little uh, invitation. We get kind of uh, uh, what's it called? A breakdown of the events, an itinerary. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, The gates open at 7. There's a cocktail hour, a telepathic concert, dinner. Uh, They introduce the new X-Men that were voted on by not only Krakowans, but the viewers at home. Y'all chose Polaris for some reason, but I guess X-Factor is out, so she's not going to be in the book. Uh, So, I guess. Um, There's an introduction of the new X-Men. Celebration and Dancing. Closing remarks from this year's host, Emma Frost, and fireworks display at the very end to close it all out. Um, they oh, The gala is not taking place on Krakoa. It's taking place on, uh, what's it called? Mekinis Island, I think it's called. Uh, it's a protectorate of Krakoa. It's just like this little protected land uh, owned by Krakoa. And everybody's wearing their drip just thinking about, wow, it's been a while since we did a Hellfire Gala, but we're all here. Um, domino is working security which is uh to be assumed that all of x-force is basically the security for the hellfire gala um and we start to get like people pouring in uh starting with the avengers they all co- come into uh the hellfire gala um st- they're all fully dressed in their costumes uh captain america's wearing the shield and everything you know i, I figured they would have like dressed up a little but I guess not. Oh.
1: Yeah, like my bad. Um yeah, it was a little disappointing. I didn't think they were gonna have like these like incredibly skill obvious you know, uh, uh uniforms similar I mean uh, you know like suits and dresses similar to the uh mutants, but damn man like, like Steve Rogers couldn't have come in a fucking uh, in a suit, Tony. I mean Tony did actually. he's not alone, man.
0: Yeah, um, but he's he
1: always in the suit, so that kind of is in his dark
0: Yeah, so they all pull up, and it's not just them. The Fantastic Four are also there. Um, Spider Man wasn't invited. Spider Man's no, because I guess that's, that's crazy. Well, Spider Man's not involved in like big things anymore. He's just kind of doing his own thing constantly. I'm just saying. He's the least taken care of superhero ever. <laughs> like. Did he just be living in apartments with roommates and shit it's kind of fucked up in a way I agree with you but you know it is what it is uh, the Fantastic Four show up still all in their uniforms just regular uh, Ben didn't even fucking bring a shirt um, but you know what the kids are kind of dressed up uh, and so is uh, Ben's wife she came in a dress and I'm like why couldn't you guys come in a dress I don't get it why? you're not expecting a fight here why? nah is- cause they did it for
1: business nah Mm. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, you're right.
0: We get this in a in a few minutes, but then Iron Man pulls up in his Iron Man suit, and Quentin is like, "The fuck, man! Why'd you come in your fucking whole ass suit? You didn't come through the Krakoan gate. It's a delicate ecosystem over here." Um, and uh, not only that, Doctor Doom also steps through. Uh, he's here, and mm. yeah, it's not just him. J. Jonah Jameson I don't is know in Why him. he's here, but whatever. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is invited. I'm like, why is he here? Is that who that was? Look like it. Who else could that be? That looks exactly... That's J. Jonah Jameson. Well, why is he here? He's a podcast host now. It's like inviting me. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah,
1: I think that is him.
0: Dr. Strange pulls up, too, in his costume, but he's like, well, at least I don't look, like, overdressed anymore. Um. First of all, Xavier pulls up to Fantastic Four wearing a golden Cerebro. (laughs) Gold-plated Cerebro. Oh, my God. (laughs) I saw this, and I'm like, whoa. He came in with the gold-plated Cerebro and mad chains. He's got this, like... (laughs) Dude, (laughs) this is, like, supreme drip. In In a fucking one jumpsuit, with gold gauntlets, a fucking gold chain, and gold plated Cerebra. He didn't even have to make the Cerebra gold plated. I don't think that helps anything. <laughs> but that's so cool.
1: I don't know what shoes he's rocking with this.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to see well, his shoes. He's probably just like his... The gold Titan leather. <laughs> you know? Imagine it's just okay. sneakers. <laughs> Imagine they're just like golden Jordans or something.
1: It's just all gold. Yeah. Um, he, he's myself Jordan said it was okay
0: yeah um, so Xavier's like hey thank you for coming Reed I didn't think that you would come given our last interaction and then Fantastic Mr. Fantastic pulls up to him and is like well the kids wanted to come and I made the time also I wanted to say this to your face and he pulls up to, mm-hmm. my, to Xavier real close and whispers something really quiet he doesn't explain what it is he's just like stop, stop, stop. and you know you know it wasn't good because he walks away serious, and Xavier's like troubled a little bit. He's like, hmm, I didn't like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, you see this frown, the noticeable frown. Yeah, you know
0: what, Chris?
2: Like, I don't believe yeah, you, it's you it's that cool. Xavier
1: was troubled
2: because he has that gold-plated fucking cerebra on his head. He's not troubled about shit. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, it was very <laughs> minimal. Come I mean, on, you know. I mean,
0: look, just because he was troubled doesn't mean he didn't immediately feel better when he looks in the mirror next, and he's like. Was that the gold-plated X on my cerebro? Hmm. <laughs> uh, ah. Kitty and uh, Kitty and Franklin pair up together, which is kind of sweet. They they have like a little bit of a friendship going on. Um, last we saw them together was in the crossover with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men fighting over uh, Franklin's mutant hood. Only for Dan Slott to say, I don't. I'm Was it Dan Slott who wrote it? I thought Jonathan Hickman wrote it. No,
1: Dan Slot wrote rolling to continuity that Frank was not really a mutant.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he did do that. <laughs> and it's funny because Xavier kind of like confirms it. He's like, well, it's always not. He has to be nice to this kid now because he spent all this time fighting for him to get on this island and now he's stuck with him even <laughs> though he's human.
2: He's it's like, like, a yes, boy.
0: Ah, oh, yes. The disappointment <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Franklin Richard is human yeah he was recently yeah. confirmed to not be a mutant but a human just like the other Fantastic Four members are uh, it's kind of a bummer because he really wanted to live on Krakoa, and his pops wasn't letting it slide um, yeah uh, Emma Frost comes in and makes an announcement wearing a fucking fur outfit with an X engraved in it and I mean I don't know how I feel about this one I think it's just a little too puffy. I don't know. It's not my thing. Uh, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, we won't break I down. Like we won't break down every X drip, but <laughs> some some of them are the more prominent. Crown
1: is a little too much.
0: The crown is a bit much. I think that's what it is. I, I don't know. I don't like the big old coat. It's a little weird. It's a little dramatic. It be especially it's because it has like a fucking X in the middle and the crown also has an x on it it's like come on dude
3: it's a little excessive whoa yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i really genuinely enjoyed that uh (laughs) pun intended we're not ashamed of puns on this show um so Emma is like, "All right, we're gonna get the party started. I got you this violinist lady, and she's going to play a psychic concert in your mind using the uh, the five in one and Marvel Girl. They're gonna basically stream this thing directly into your minds and make it like make you feel like you're playing this fucking instrument." Uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Doom immediately is like, <laughs> "Doctor Doom is not here for it." He says,
1: Bob, I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't care.
0: I do love Doom. I mean, Doom is, like, great in every occasion. I would love to just follow Doom throughout this party, be antisocial, stand at a wall, looking at everybody in disdain. Honestly,
2: I wouldn't want that shit either. Like, that, that like, why the fuck would I want to feel like I'm doing something that I can't do? You know what I mean? Well, Like, and- that just makes me feel bad about myself.
0: I just I disagree on the level is just like all these people are literally having their minds wiped by like minds intruded by a foreign nation easily like no <laughs> they have no objections uh, don't we not yeah, trust not these always. guys <laughs> um, so yeah they're just like I guess this was coup this old man uh, ambassador Brousseau is just like all right I guess that was coup I had a good time with that one that was fun um, you know who you remember who Brousseau is. I don't. Who's Prusso? No, he's the
1: guy from um, Excalibur.
0: He was just one of the old dudes
1: that was mad at Betsy before they even went to fucking kill him alive. He's one of the coven, no? Right?
0: He's like one of the coven guys. Um, Mm -hmm. The the externals. Oh,
1: no. But he's he's actually a politician, though.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. It's coming together. There's a lot of. A lot of books in the. Action. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't an external. He, he just wasn't? was. A, okay, I thought he was one of them.
1: No, no, he's literally just Parliament from Europe. I you see. know, but also part of the people that really hate Betsy in the mute.
0: Yeah. Anyways, yeah. We cut to the corner where Bishop, Pyro, an AIM guy, an AIM scientist, uh Iceman, Shinobi, Shaw are all in the corner playing dice. And the thing pulls up is like, what's going on here? Don't you know I'm a relatable guy from the streets and I would also like to play dice? The fuck is he talking about? Yeah,
1: it's funny on it. Yeah,
0: he literally says, it's gambling time. And he rolls a dice and I'm like, I didn't hate that either. I like puns when they're good. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, Emma Frost comes out with her second drip of the night. Uh, she comes in with just, I guess, a like a bodysuit, big dramatic headpiece, a fascinator of sorts. Uh, she's got the fur around her sleeves now. And I'm like, why do you like this? Why do you like this fur? What's what's going on with this fur? (laughs) What are you trying to tell us now? (laughs) Is this a, is this a Hickmanian? No, I mean like... I think Emma traditionally, like somebody's fur from a creature that was divine that mm-hmm. created the universe. I would say that we're now seeing it dead. I think Emma likes like fur shit. I've seen her wear a lot of fur coats and whatnot, but the other one was just like she's literally covered in Appa's coat, a pelt of Appa from Avatar. And now she just has it hanging off her sleeves. I don't know. I think this could use a bottom, you know, like pants of some sort, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fascinator's cool, I guess a little thing in the head. Uh, Yeah, better than the other one. Yeah, for sure. Um, So she pulls up to uh, Captain America and Doctor Doom just staring at each other, just like (laughs) grilling each other. And Emma Frost kind of like cuts between them because she could sense the tension from a mile away. Um, And she's like, I hope I'm not interrupting anything. And he's like, not at all, Miss Frost. I was just thinking about taking a walk around your party. And Doctor Doom, salty as hell, just like, oh, yeah? Is this a party? Huh? (laughs) Uh, And Captain America is like, come on, Doom. We've seen each other at so many fucking parties of these diplomatic weird parties. Can we just be normal and chill and not be weird?
1: No, like, (laughs) relax, my
0: nigga. I don't don't even care about you. You're just looking at me. You're not even my villain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even fuck with you like that. (laughs) That's the Fantastic Four. You should be staring down Reed. (laughs) I'm, I'm you <laughs> Didn't you destroy our last universe and become God? Can you relax, me? Why are you acting like we're the weird ones? <laughs> you literally created a pocket reality not too long ago. I'm like, I just see Susan. Don't you want to talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> and don't pretend like you're over Susan. I just seen your nephews, <laughs> your niece and nephew. Dude. Don't you, why don't you go fucking say hi to them? Yeah, don't then, you love
1: them or something?
0: Yeah, aren't you cool with Franklin and Valeria? Don't you don't you want to be? Don't you want them to live in Valeria with you? Go somewhere else. <laughs> um, and Emma Frost says, you know, like, Doom. There's no reason that you know we can't Latveria can't enjoy the same friendship that Krakoa that Krakoa has with America. You know, frankly, your intractability on Krakoa demeans a man who accomplished so much. And Doom. Well. Doom takes that to the heart. Doom is like. Why you say man like that? <laughs> My man, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean, like, man?
1: Which the funny thing is, she didn't. She actually didn't mean. It. I don't think she meant it that way. I
0: don't think she meant it that way
1: either. But she usually does. That's why I thought. That's why it was really funny because you know she usually would say that. Yeah, wouldn't care to. She just genuinely didn't mean it and Doom was so. It's so uh, what he, what's the word I'm looking for? Not um, uh, paranoid.
0: Damn, I know what you're insecure. Thinking. He's yeah.
1: so insecure, like he's
0: just <laughs> and, and and defensive. Yeah, no, for real, he's like mad defensive. Uh, and man, Emma Frost is like, oh, mutant Victor, mutants are here. We're not going anywhere. You acted like we destroyed, it like we just conquered the earth. And then all of a sudden, a Shear and uh, a Shi'ar uh, ambassador. Oh, sorry. Ambassador just pulls up behind her and is like, Emma Frost, on behalf of the Shi'ar Empire, we would like to th- congratulate mutandum on your conquering of your home planet. And um, that's when Dr. Doom just like breaks out laughing.
3: Ah! Yeah, right? He's like, ah! Captain America
1: America's
0: like, ooh. He's literally like sipping his tea. Right? All of that?
1: <laughs> He's yeah, That's what you're telling
0: these guys? He said. run the world? Wow. Okay, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the case when Null was around. You wasn't running the world then. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that. He hmm. kicked. He bust all the viruses. That homeless white guy saved us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we had that white savior. If only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how do you think Doctor Doom laughs? I just saw that. <laughs> He's like, oh ah. Oh. Oh.
3: Uh, uh, uh,
0: like, <laughs> it probably uh, hurts. <laughs> it probably hurts to laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. so whatever he does is genuine. <laughs> uh, my bench face. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, Emma takes this uh, envoy off to, you know, talk on the side. Um, and she doesn't know why he's there. He's just like Wah. she's just try- trying to bullshit her way through this conversation, uh, and she calls her brother Christian over to go and uh, and figure out what he wants. So you know he kind of takes her away, uh, and that's when Shinobi Shaw pulls up in a pretty cool suit. I like his suit. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Mm. You see it? You see it from the back think, there?
1: Well, yeah, it is pretty dope. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's the colors that are streaming off. I'm here for it. I like it. Um so yeah, he basically pulls up and is like my father has asked that I tell you about the US UN ambassador that the United that the United Kingdom is trying to negotiate a trade deal. And um yeah, Emma's like, it's whatever, man. We'll just
3: yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna
0: they're gonna uh
1: scheme and plot. They're gonna network.
0: This is a networking event, Shinobi Shaw. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, they go off uh, and they <laughs> introduce the, the Brousseau guy, is like talking to m- this lady in- from Moscow. And, you know, they're just talking, is like, I would like to introduce you to some other like minded ambassadors. And Sh- Sebastian Shaw is in the f- back, like rocking the most petty face <laughs> I've ever seen. A- <laughs> I love this little, he's, I can never make a face this petty. Damn it, Emma. <laughs> this is a face Josh puts on whenever he sees an arrow person do something cool. <laughs> he's just the back. Yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I reading? We then cut to the, uh, the Verendi kids who are there. And I don't even know. I think like this is like an exception that they shouldn't have brought these kids because they're actively the worst but
1: yeah uh, I very, agree
0: but yeah they're just ha- Uh, Cade is basically talking to Wilhelma who I guess they're like you know they've always been just like this weird couple thing and uh, he's like sounds like our deal's in the bag Wilhelmia Hel- Wilhelmina and she's like oh cool and then we cut um, behind hmm. them we see that the cuckoos are standing behind her like hmm Wilhelmina Wilhelmina Hurts to even look at. They all should have known, and it turns out that like Wilhelmina, whatever Wilhelmina, whatever her name is, she <laughs> she must she might be a cuckoo herself. That they just kind of like, which is a hell of a retcon.
3: <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff.
0: Unless it's not, but yeah, uh, that's. Well, wh- there
1: were more than just five stuffed cuckoos.
0: Hmm? Oh, were they? The- yeah, they just all got killed. Mm, that's <clears throat> a- Yo, that's crazy though. And they make her remember. They make her remember, which is why I'm theorizing that she is a secret uh, stepford cuckoo. Um, which would be wild. That would be a pretty fucking sick twist. That this whole time that they've had one of them in there. Um, and Emma goes up presumably for the closing uh, arguments. Uh. She's like, I'd like to propose it to ti- oh, no wait, this isn't the closing argument. This is before the fireworks. and um she basically is about to go into her final wardrobe change and she's gonna give one speech before they get the party really started, I guess
3: and change for a third time.
0: Yeah, I mean, give it to Emma. She has like multiple outfits. I appreciate it. I appreciate her dedication to the drip. Um, we get like little snapshots of people across the Krakoa uh the the gala just kind of like chatting uh and we see that how hel- like emma frost is like i'm kind of digging steve rogers tonight <laughs> i'm kind of here for it and um kitty pride is just like dude he's old he's an old man in uh he's an old man trapped in a hot guy's body why She's like, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, it's just I'm just feeling it tonight. And um, she reads her his mind, and apparently she reads her his mind to the degree where, like, because she thinks like she's re- feeling her too. And then he reads her her mind. He reads his mind, and it's revealed that she, he Steve just thinks that uh, Emma Frost reminds her reminds him of his mom, so that's why they they, they get along. It's just that he's just like come on dude (laughs) he's so pure why is he so pure I don't get it Yeah. but in any case yeah they do their they do their little thing she proposes a toast to everybody who pulls up uh, and Sebastian Shaw looks on like at this rate will only be a black market you know because the whole thing is to just kind of like Help Krakoa become more of a viable, get into the more viable market. And Sebastian just, I guess, doesn't feel like this is helping at all.
1: Um, no, he, he doesn't agree with, to this even a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we now get the uh, two-page spread title card thing, and the next page. Uh, after now all, we get it. Wow! Very
1: blue. How very uh Kubo esque
0: yeah, Very Kuboian of you Chubo-ian. <laughs> Chubo-ian. uh so we cut over to a few minutes after the the after midnight i guess the gala's over at this time uh they just cut through all the stuff that happened and uh i guess this is just kind of like a teaser just like because everybody's just kind of everybody of these ambassadors are just kind of like fuck they're just sale, sell- they're just selling everything, selling their entire portfolios. They're going to meet at the air, at the central column. This one guy's like, what the fuck did I just see, dude? And, um, Brazilian ambassador is pretty psyched at what happened. By the way, Emma Frost's last outfit is just her diamond form and just this. Yeah. <laughs> just this diamond, also kind of, I don't even know what to call it. Just, uh, Frill, frilly thing,
1: like, like uh, look in a looking yeah, man, like a draping of personality yeah, you
0: know,
1: um, strings, man. You gotta see it to, to know what we're talking about,
0: yeah. Uh, Magic is talking to Doctor Strange about it, is like, Hey, so what did you think? And Doctor Strange is like, Man, I need a minute, that was crazy. Mm. <laughs> um, Captain America pulls up to Cyclops, who's got a full face visor. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I don't know about the visor, dude. I
1: don't know who told them to be RoboCop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't, I don't love it. I like the, the, the clothes, I guess, but the visor's a lot. It's just a Shoulders little, it's a little on the
1: pointy side, but no.
0: True, agreed. Um, And Captain America's like, did you know about this shit? <laughs> and, um, Cyclops is like, I,
1: a little bit.
0: I mean, I, I knew some of it. I didn't know all of it. I mean, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I knew all of it. That that kind of surprised me too. And uh, Captain America's like, well, you solved one big problem, but I think you may have made a bigger mess. So I just hope you all know what you're doing. And Captain America leaves. Um, sheesh. Uh, so we we have those little cuts. You know, it's like a big teaser because something big happens. Uh, it's not anything groundbreaking, like uh, I guess in a way of actiony type of thing. It looks like it's, and but that's not what the Krakoa era has ever been about, really. It's more, you know, it's more uh, measured than that. But as far as the Marauders issues go, issue went, I liked it a lot. Um, it was an interesting introduction. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Uh, I I I don't remember exactly how many parts there is to the Gala arc, um, but. This is a cool way to get in, you know. It's just kind of smooth, uh, very slow introduction to the party, and we're gonna get little bits and pieces as we go. Um, but the issue itself is pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on the on the Marauders issue itself before we move on? All right, nah. then let's do X Force number twenty, um, and we kind of open you know, where the last issue opened with everyone arriving, we get an extended scene between Quentin and Tony.
1: Um, Yeah. That's funny.
0: Yeah. Um, And X-Force is basically running security for the gala. um, Which is kind of cool. They all have like just kind of standard suit and tie. Not a lot of drip analysis on this one. Um, Mm. But, yeah. I mean, Domino has a fucking utility belt around her leg. Around her fucking thigh. And I'm like, alright. Just wear it around your fucking waist (laughs) if you want. It's a little distracting on your thigh. It's
1: not open carry over in in, in the area.
0: I don't know about that because she's wearing her full Krakoan gauntlet. So, like... It's open carry, (laughs) alright. But... You know, they're just... They're just, you know, surveying the area. Doing the thing. And then we cut to Beast being the most... Uh, Oh, oh, break it down alright so we we open to Beast going to uh, to Sage and you know just basically being like Sage notices that these folks are from Terra Verde which from a while ago there was a story arc one of the first story arcs of X-Force where there was this basically telephonic attack on this little city called Terra Verde this little country called Terra Verde Uh, And it was, like, a um, plant-based weapon that turned people into these, like, plant monsters to a degree, if I remember correctly. And at the end of that arc, they managed to defeat it, and they managed to save Terra Verde, although too late because a lot of them died. But Beast retained the technology and apparently has been cultivating it within Terra Verde, and they've all but conquered it. Like, Beast secretly owns... This little country in the south, like South America or some shit. Uh, it's it's insane. Yeah, I
1: I didn't know he took it that far. I didn't remember that being the case, bro. Yeah, he basically just gets worse and worse for Pete.
0: Yeah, he didn't have it like that at first. It's a slow burn that's been apparently happening throughout the all the issues of X Force at this point. But he's basically got these motherfuckers under mind control. Um, and man, he's just out here like smiling about, it. he's just Sage is like, what's going on here? And Beast is like, you'll see.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh. Watch this, Sage. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. Beast, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. They're making him a real asshole real fast. It's not a slow burn. He was an asshole from issue one. It's so weird. Um but in any case uh is walking around uh, and well first beast dismissed her because domino's like so yeah what are they doing here and fucking beast is like hey i mean you're a field agent it's okay. you don't need to know this is uh, i'll take care of the t- intelligence you do your fighty thing mm. and i'm like oh, fuck you beast so Sage just kind of changes the channel on him. He's like, hey, he can't hear you now, so if you want to talk shit, I'll listen.
1: Uh, Dude, this 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 one-page spread, where it has Domino looking at all the heroes, I thought it was more funny that Doctor Strange was pouring up a beer for Doctor Doom.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Like, no. oh, that's pretty chummy. Just yeah, the
1: both spellcasting guys.
0: Yeah, it is. It is kind of nice. Uh, Domino pulls up to, I guess, like this main dance hall place. First of all, I almost didn't see Storms drip. Uh, looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, she's got the thunder just casually around her for just to make the outfit even more popping. I'm here for it. Go, go do it, Storm. <laughs> go get it. Um, so, over the course of the uh, the issue. Uh, Xavier starts to notice that Beast is up to something immediately he's like what are you doing <laughs> he's like what are you up to and Beast is like hey you told me that you'd be better off not knowing and Xavier's like alright yeah sure I guess that's fair and then he just goes off to come on Xavier <laughs> I mean man he's out here dripping still I. it's been a minute since I've seen his gold-plated cerebro and it's more shiny in this issue um most most respect uh so emma frost actually picks up even more because emma frost is immediately like this furry motherfucker is gonna ruin everything and beast gets like a great this is a great panel it's very manga-esque in terms of like evil panel where he's just like
1: looming looming over like the things going on like yes, this is all my doing. Yes, everything's going, my efforts.
0: Everything's going according to plan. Um, so basically, what Beast is doing, he's having these Terra Verde ambassadors walk around and use the uh the bio the plant weapons that he's been developing with them to basically bug all of the other ambassadors at this fucking party. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Sage is in on it, but she's not like thrilled about it. She's uh, Beast is like, So, how are we doing? She's like, The garden's growing, but you know, I thought the plan to, bu- to was to only bug nations that boarded Terra Verde. And Beast is like, Yeah, that was the plan, but you know what? Whatever we do, it's for the right reasons, right? It doesn't hurt to like bug other Absolutely. people's. It's like, Damn, what is happening? I. It's a little weird. I'm not necessarily opposed to this characterization of beast, but it just happens so fast. Like it's not a slow burn to the top. He's just always been this way, I guess. And it's a little yeah. jarring. Um, but in any case, this is where uh, the fun pulls up in this issue. Honestly, I did not see this coming at around nine 30 uh, Wolverine is just, you know, surveying the area. He's at the bottom of, uh, Like, the very bottom of the island. Uh, And he sniffs. He's like, Sage, I fucking, I smell something. I got movement coming off the shore. And he sees, like, something coming up. He brings out his claws. And full page spread, it is Deadpool pulls up to the fucking Hellfire Gala. Comes the crash to party. First of all, Deadpool's got just the tube, a rubber ducky tube, a snorkel, and a harpoon gun. Very Deadpool. <laughs> um, and he's like, I heard you were having a party and you didn't invite me. That hurt my feelings. He just starts fighting Logan. And Wolverine's like, fucking God. Dude,
1: shoot someone someone's net him.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm a I'm a mutant. Why didn't you invite Is like, you're not a mutant. Which he's not. He's not actually a mutant. <laughs> so Deadpool's like, I'm an honorary mutant. I should be allowed to come to these fucking mutant parties. Like, bro,
1: you're not one of us. Get the fuck out of here, weirdo. Yeah.
0: Uh, Stan Allen. Yeah, and there the uh, Wolverine just starts fighting him left and right. Um and Sage is trying to get in contact with Wolverine and when she loses communication with him, she sends Domino over to find out what's going on there. Uh at the same time, that's when Emma Frost pulls up and is like, "Is something wrong, darling?" Uh we cut back to the battle with Wolverine and Wolverine's like, man, I'm trying to be nice for old time's sake. I don't hate you right now, but you're really making it fucking hard. And Deadpool just shoots him in the fucking head uh, and starts running off. But that's when Domino lands directly on top of him. Uh, Domino burns his Protect. face. Yeah. Domino burns his face off and just goes off to see if Wolverine's okay. Um He's like, uh, he'll he'll come back from that, but it it'll take him a while to heal from what I just did to him. Um. So, Emma, we cut back to Sage, and Emma's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Uh, no, wait. Actually, Sage is like, "What are you doing here?" And Emma's like, "I just came to bring you some sh- some champagne. Why am I uh, walking in on something I shouldn't have to?" Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, cheers to you and cheers to your colonial rule of Terra Verde and
1: Sage. To your colonial rule. Yeah. Emma, yeah, that is exactly what it is. Beast doing the fucking most.
0: Yeah. Emma spits out her, uh, not Emma, uh, Sage spits out her drink like, <laughs> she knows. Uh, Damn it. And Emma's like, yeah, that wasn't your fault. I mean, You should know better. I am. You should have, fu- I'm a psychic. You have like a bunch of psychics on this island. Uh, someone's gonna find out but you know what you're doing here jeopardizes more than one night it puts our entire nation at risk stop doing the most and uh
1: beast i said that
0: yeah so sage withdraws all of the uh the weapons that beast has implanted into this ambassadors of uh of terra verde for the most part and something goes wrong immediately uh sage is like whoa shit and um Emma's like, hey, you better not be fucking around here and she's like, No, you don't understand. The telephonic the telefloronic coding has been corrupted. Damn. And they have been hacked. So the Terra Verde people that uh, had these bioweapons inside them, that technology has now been hacked, and this dude turns into a giant into a fucking plant monster in the middle of the gala. Um, we... And this particular storyline of the arc is going to be continued in Wolverine. Um, But man, what an issue! Uh, This is one of the better X Force issues in a in a while. Uh, It's it's been a while since like I've been like fully like whoa, that's a cool story (laughs) with an X Force issue. It's never been bad, but just like you know, it's been lacking a little bit. But yeah, Beast is doing. Yeah, it's (laughs) Beast is doing too much. I. I'm hoping that some kind of repercussion will fall upon him here because I am not vibing with this, I guess.
1: Yeah, he needs a redemption arc, but he needs to fall from grace.
0: Yeah, I guess. But yeah, that's all I got to say about X-Force. You ready to move on? Yeah. And the last issue of the X-Books this week is uh, Hellions number 12. Um, We open with uh, Mr. Sinister in his drip. Which is not that different from what he usually wears. It's just a big old cape over his very dramatic supervillain costume. Um, but yeah, most of the Hellions are not invited to the gala. Um, they were they're gonna stay there because they are who they are. But Havoc and Psylocke are going. The, to-
1: the uniforms, yeah. I was I was gonna say like the, the uniforms, the outfits that they got are fucking sick
0: though. I man. agree. I'm very here for. I really like havoc's outfit but at the same time i think it is just a little too long it's it it's a little strange when you get to the pants area you know yeah like it's too it's a kimono but it's also just a suit at the same time i dig yeah i dig the havoc shit coming out of his chest i think that's fucking fire
1: yeah me too but i think that's still the straps
0: yeah and then you know,
1: Quan'an.
0: Yeah, Quanan comes in in a full well. like, kimono dress type shit. It's kind. Of, it's very nice. I wonder if they. Get, I wonder if they got like because they put out a whole guide where they show everyone's drip, and uh, in, in in the Hellfire Gala, I wonder if they got like people to design actual outfits for them, like clothes design, clothing designers. That'd be sick. Um, but anyway, down the, later that night, uh, they put Gray Crow in charge of the people who are not going to the to the to the gala and like actually, a
1: fucking babysitter
0: yeah he's not down with it so he's like you know what fuck this we're going uh and they just go to the gala and nobody really has any oppositions at up top um first of all kwan Quan, kwan meets betsy for a minute i don't know what the fuck betsy's wearing uh it, it looks kind of kind of wild I get that they're going, like, on- what's going on with my face? Maybe it's because it's drawn weird in this particular moment, but I, I don't know. She's got like psionic birds just flying around her hair. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I, I'll have to see this in full view to really appreciate what's happening here. Um, but anyway, the hellions pull up in their costumes because they have no clothes because nobody mm, yeah. planning on going. Um, Xavier himself sees it, and he doesn't have a problem with it. To his credit, honestly, I thought like when they got there, like everybody would be like, "What are the Hellions doing here?" But
1: right, oh the Hellions,
0: yeah. But everyone's kind of vibing. I appreciate. it. Sinister is talking to Thor and pa- and Black Panther, and <laughs> he's basically like, "I didn't expect that," oh. and he's like, "Oh, so you're a king and you're a god, and I'm pretty much that too, you guys." Uh, I'm just like you guys. I'm pretty cool too. where, nigga? <laughs> um, and then uh, the nanny pulls up, and she's not. She's just blowing up his spot left and right, just embarrassing him. Um, Gray Crow pulls up to to Psylocke, and I'm like, okay, Gray Crow, <laughs> just tries to like charm her a little bit. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. do it.
1: Um, I was like, yeah, let's go. For the game, let's
0: man. go, Gray Crow. I'm very much rooting for Gray Crow. Uh, meanwhile, Wild Child uh, sees Aurora from the X Factor books, and oh. I guess they had a relationship at some point because this is the most he's talked like. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. He's just like, Aurora, would you like to dance? And I'm like, weren't you just like yelling about being an alpha two minutes ago?
1: <laughs> yeah. no now all of a
0: sudden, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she rejects him. She's like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't want to lead you on. We're, I'm not the same I used to be. You know, I'm, I've moved on. I'm in a good place in my life." Uh, and she just runs away from Wild Child, which is kind of yeah. sad. Wild Child's like, "No." Um. Meanwhile, Havoc is you know talking with Magneto, which I we don't get a full enough view of Magneto's drip, but man, oh man, I. Like it? He's got a top hat on. He's got this cape over his suit. We need, <clears throat> we need more Magneto drip. I want to see what it really looks like. He's got this old style. Yeah. You're... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. No. He's got this old, old fucking tuxedo suit thing going on.
1: Yeah, it's, and then he's he's got the ribbon. It, it's really the. If anything, it's really the top hat that's kind of throw because that looks like the old Genosha uh the royal the uh, royal garb we used to wear
0: oh that's sick i didn't know that um,
1: it looks like it but there's different patterns on the front and then again the hat is different mm-hmm. very
0: very different um so yeah Gray crow and uh betsy are talking you know he's like oh so you're cool with braddock now and she's like yeah we're cool we're cool mm-hmm we're fine um wild child pulls up is like man i've just been rejected give me all of the drinks uh <laughs> so you know um <laughs> sinister tries to talk to reed uh oh he talks he tries to talk to franklin and Fr- reed like you know like he's just is like don't talk to him we don't talk to him um but yeah more embarrassment going on with with nanny um you know more character, little character moments. Uh, it's very kind of nice, uh, and we cut over to Wild Child who peeps Aurora making out with Dakin, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> drama, <laughs> drama. Let's go, um, and he is not thrilled. He turns, he's like, starts to like Wild Child up, and um, Dakin is like, can I help you? <laughs> and he's like you challenged me and is like oh my god is like I don't think so but whatever I, I man I like and he's cool <laughs> he's like no but I'll scrap if you want to go dude Um, and basically the Hellions all kind of just fuck shit up at the same time everything comes to a head and Magneto has enough of this he just carries the Hellions and tosses them into one of Magic's portals, and kind of gets them out. Um. Meanwhile, we cut over to the Krakoa gate as all the Hellions, except for Havoc, I think he stays behind. uh They all just leave together, and you know they're just like, I can't believe this happened to me. This sucks. Um. And one of the kids, sure they said they asses home. Yeah. One of the kids. Uh comes through is like hey they're about to start the fireworks and greg was like i don't see fireworks and then um betsy's like oh i know what she's doing and it's a psychic fireworks show it's kind of sweet uh where all the outcasts get together and are looking up at the stars at the fireworks together uh this series could be heartwarming sometimes but doesn't last very long because uh the issue ends with mr sinister pulling up with i guess it's the sinister he killed all the way back in what powers of x or something Cause I remember this sinister had a beard. I could be wrong. Did he kill another sinister at this some point? Cause I don't think this. Dan, is
1: the... I'm I'm trying to remember, man. Like I knew there's something off about this one.
0: Yeah, it's not the sinister it, that's it, on. Trimester. Yeah, it's not sinister that's on the.
1: No, definitely not. Right? Yeah, because he's on the. He's got the gala. He's got the scars. The gala.
0: He's got scars and shit too. So he. Yeah. So he's like, "It's good to be home." Also, what are those idiots looking at? So that's where that issue ends. Um, man, I really like this issue. <laughs> I liked it quite a bit. Uh, this Hellfire Gala is going off to a good start. I don't know uh, if the Hellions are going to be involved with anything else from here on out. I don't think they are. Um, but this was this was fun. I'm into it. Um, this is the Expo's supposed to be great.
1: going on for a month. The event so.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a fair amount uh, going on, but that's all I that's all I got to say about it. the expos were pretty solid. Um, you ready to move on, Jer? Yeah. Then let's move on. America, yeah. Batman. This is Batman number one hundred and nine. Last we left off, uh, Batman has been dealing with a number of things there's uh the saint industries fucking peace guy the scarecrow there's this uh unsanity collective and you know he just met with the unsanity collectives not leader but i guess one of the top people there named miracle molly and she he had kind of an enlightening talk with her in a way he's just thinking on it when oracle calls over and she's like there's more scarecrows around so get to work um at the same time uh ghostmaker is out here trying to schmooze Harley um which is kind of nice uh, and that's when um Bella Garten pulls up she's one of uh, a former lover of Pam of Pam um, poison ivy and she basically is li- is like poison ivy is working on something uh I need you to help me find her she's basically like just creating a jungle underground the city. So, you know, we we could use some help here. So, you're the only one who can yeah. like talk some sense into her. So, she gives her a flower and says, hey, if you ever want to help find her, uh, just call me using this. And she goes off. Um, meanwhile, Batman pulls up to St. Industries. And, man, this was my Yeah, favorite. he's done with the bullshit. Yeah, he just pulls up while they're talking uh, they let this guy go uh, like a representative of the mayor who he's been trying to get to accept this Peacemaker Corps thing that he's trying to build. Um, Batman pulls up and is like, where's Scarecrow? His assistant thinks something's gonna happen because he pulls out his robot arm. And he's like, stand back, Mr. Saint. I can handle a flying rat. And Batman just roundhouse kicks him in the most just sublime just kick to the Fucking jaw. He,
1: he got sent away baby. like he was smashed. That nigga lost the star.
0: Yeah, he's done. He didn't even he get didn't up again.
1: Back to the stage. <laughs> yeah.
0: He didn't. He didn't get up again. He's out. He's done. Uh, and Saint is like, oh damn. <laughs> I didn't know I was fucking that. With it that hard. Batman <laughs> just picks him up and he's like, where's Scarecrow? He's like, Scarecrow? I would never work with Scarecrow. I am working on this Peace Corps thing. Peacemaker Corps. Oh, Peacekeeper Corps. So, you know, meet my uh, centerpiece. I call him Peacekeeper 01. And we get a full page spread of Peacekeeper. Oh,
1: with the American flag Ooh. on his chest. Yeah. Oh, he has the blue stripe on it Ooh, too. Blue line, dude. Oh, I like this art. I like this author a lot.
0: Yeah, James Tinian, I
1: like what he's doing here. I love it.
0: Yeah, Batman looks mm-hmm. over his shoulder, like, "Whoa, <laughs> well, who are you, <laughs> Captain America? Yeah, Captain Cop? Yeah." Uh, and then he just like tosses Bruce across the room. Uh, Bruce is like, "Oh fuck, ow." Uh, mm. I guess the Unsanity Collective blows something up across the town and then he's like, don't worry, Batman, my Peacemaker will go and Peacekeeper will go and deal with it. And Batman's like, no, they're not bad people. And he tries to uh, stop Peacemaker, but peacemaker, Peacekeeper's too strong. Uh, they go underground, they like go to this dark room to fight. Uh, and the issue, I guess, kind of ends pretty abruptly where Batman and Peacekeeper are about to face off for the first time for real. Um. This is a short issue. There's a lot of action, I guess, in this chapter. Uh, I really like this chapter a lot. Um, mm. I just think it's kind of cool, and that fucking kick was the best. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't resist.
1: I mean, do you think this guy's? Do you think you think this? Uh, you think this Captain Cop guy is gonna give Batman a run for his
0: money? Yes, because solicitations have him in the story for quite a while. So, oh, so he's that guy. Yeah, one of that guys that Batman is fighting because he's got like he's juggling fifteen villains at once at the moment.
1: Yeah, market. bro, that guy. Poison Ivy.
0: Unsanity collector.
1: Unsanity. Right. Although I think they're probably decent people.
0: Yeah, they're decent people, but they're like, you know, they're a problem to a degree. Like I think they're the least of the problems, I guess. But Yeah. You know. Um But yeah, I mean that was Batman very fun issue to read i mean it's it's great it is obvious like you know i guess the commenting on militarization of the police all that stuff uh very timely um but i'm here for it um you ready to move on josh yeah
1: it's time to randomize i hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns
0: black clover this is Black Clover chapter two hundred and ninety-four, as promised, uh, and this is the audience-voted RGC. <laughs> yeah, uh, certified, certified RGC. Oh yeah, Brian. Certified. Take that, Brian. Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Uh, wow. Oh,
2: so surprising. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh. Yeah, I mean, last we left off, uh, we left off with one of the best chapters of Black Clover ever. Magna just boxed Dante into the fucking ground, dude. It was awesome, um, and um, we we open with the kind of like epilogue to that fight. Zora's kind of uh, Zora picks up uh, Magna is before he collapses. He's like, typical Shonen, you won that one. Good job, kid. I caught you before you fail. And I'm like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love oh, yeah. Camaraderie.
0: Camaraderie is my favorite part of Shonen for the most part. Um, so Asta is like, whoa, you actually beat him and you're not me. <laughs> that was crazy. Only I beat people. And <laughs> it's, like,
1: it's unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I can't believe this shit either, Asta.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't just come in and box him for him. You know? I, I'm surprised. Oh, in, in, in this, well, what happened? No, I was about to say, I, I'm surprised that Austin didn't come and snatch the chain from, from Magna and be like, tag in.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> my turn.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Even Luck is like, whoa, that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to fighting you. <laughs> Magna's like I'm gonna win that one but what he, what he should have been is like man I'm bleeding <laughs> can we heal first uh, Jack is in the corner like man I'm a commoner and I worked so hard to get to my but this fucking guy did the thing I can't believe it
1: he um, did it he beat the main bad guy
0: yeah yeah Noct is like I don't know how this fucking guy did it I can't believe that shit. And um, even Morris is out here. He's just admiring his work. Just like, ah, look at all the devils pouring in from Klippoth. Oh, 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 Dante lost. I'd love to know what sort of spell they used to take him out. K-k-k-k-k-k, I'm a villain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a villain. I don't care about my comrades. <laughs> uh, oh, Yeah, so they uh, basically say that, like, defeating the Dark Triad member is bound to have a lowered Kleepoth's efficiency. But, you know, as long as, unless we defeat the other two, we won't be able to stop it. So, here, eat up these magical sweets, get healed up, and let's get, let's get going. Um, And right when they leave, Dante starts to just, like, distort and just go like, As if I lose to nobody like that. (laughs) <laughs> and Jack comes back and is like, "Hmm, looks like you're here, just like what I expect out of a triad." A triad, he, triad he knew. Uh, he's like, oh, "I would never lose." And Jack is like, "Man, shut up! I don't hate stubborn guys, but the little insect won that. Don't go raining on his parade." And it's assumed that I guess Jack finished uh, Dante off.
1: Carve them up, turn them into sushi.
0: Yeah, demon sushi. Uh, yes, sir. So yeah, they're basically running through. Um, meanwhile, we cut over to the battle with Vanica and uh, Charlotte and Rel. I think his name is Rel. Um, and they're doing they're doing their thing. Uh, apparently, Vanica has been using the body of Laurel Pachika to uh, to support her, basically as a second host. I guess uh, second um, fighter, support fighter. Jeez, um, it's pretty rough. Um, but, yeah, it's not looking good for Charlotte. She gets, like, impaled on a bunch of blood things. And is like, ah, why can't you all just enjoy the fight? You're going to die because you're like this, you know. Um, and she's about to come in on the finishing blow for Charlotte. But two-page spread. uh uh, Noelle comes through uh, with Gaja, I think that's this guy's name is. Gaja, the lightning guy from the heart kingdom that matters. Yeah, the only one from the heart kingdom that matters outside of Floro Pachica. Yeah, look at Vanika's face. Yeah, Vanika's Vanneka like, whoa! Ah, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> she's, she's so
1: happy her friend came to fight her.
0: Yeah, and that's where the chapter ends. Big two-page spread um i uh i like this chapter uh i it's not the last chapter i don't love that dante came back to life even if it's in this like weird form because they keep like they spent the whole (laughs) first half of the chapter being like whoa magna one magna one magna one Just let him win. It feels redundant. He did win.
1: That's it. It's over.
0: I know, but it felt redundant. It's just like yeah. Why did
1: they do that at the end? I don't know. Maybe it was just to make Jack look cool. Jack had his time.
0: (laughs) Everybody knows Tabata can't make more than one character look cool at a time. He can't have two characters share the spotlight at any given point. He had his chance. You can't just do that. Um, Yeah, I didn't hate the chapter though. I was like. I I just felt a little weird about that moment. It just felt like, you know, unnecessary. You could have done more with the Vanica stuff. Like, had more pages for that. And really build up that fight. Give Charlotte a little bit of time. And give Rill a little bit of time to be like characters. You know? Uh, But anyway. I'd like to think that maybe even Dante is not even dead. That Jack fucks up somehow. And Dante ends up showing up at the end. But... Who knows? Um, I don't got many other thoughts. You want to move on, Josh? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's randomize. One Piece. This is One Piece Chapter 1014. The Ham. Uh, last we left off, Luffy lost his battle with Kaido, and he is now careening off of the fucking Onigashima Island, falling directly into the ocean. Uh, careening. Careening, I think that's the word. Um, and, yeah, as he's falling, um, Kaido says, So you infused yourself with the color of the Supreme King Haki, but your use of it was crude and clumsy. Gum gum. What was it again? <laughs> you couldn't be joy boy either it seems uh, who is joy boy we have no idea but i feel like the clue that we get from this is that he was the previous owner of the gum gum fruit uh oh uh. that's what i'm gathering from this like whoever he is he had the gum gum fruit before wow because he mentioned that would gum, be interesting he mentions gum gum he's like gum gum what is that you couldn't be joy boy either um, yeah we know less about Joy boy than anybody his name pulls up but you know we don't know what he looks like we don't know what he's done even really um, a lot of people are theorizing that he is the original owner of that giant straw hat that emu has uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of theories around joy boy but I'm excited to find out who the fuck this guy is already. Um, damn Kaido, you're so damn cryptic. Everything you say is just like hint for the future. Um, then Kaido gets a call from one of his underlings that they found Momonosuke and he's like, oh, I'm coming. And Bao Huang, yeah, oh, I'm pulling up now. Yeah. And he says, Bao Huang announced the results to all of Onigashima. Um and we get little snippets of uh, things that are going on around the battle. Ode, uh, Yamato is just running around, beating up on uh, on Kaido's men, being like, I am Odin! Um, Momonosuke is reading the journal, he's like, Shinobu, it's, it would seem that I truly, I really shouldn't die here. <laughs> and Shinobu's like, no, yeah, that's the whole point of this. We don't want you to die. Of course, dumb fool. And then all of a sudden he starts falling back and screaming in pain, which can only mean that Momonosuke I think hears something with his hockey because the only the last time this happened it was on Zo, uh, yeah. So something's happening. Um, meanwhile on the performance floor, fucking chaos. We open with Chopper, fucking dropping Queen, uh, and this is a battle I didn't know I wanted: is Monster Chopper versus Dinosaur Queen.
1: Uh, yeah, right. It, like I'm. Go it ahead. makes total sense now. Go Chopper, it's by the, the next way. Just the day coming.
0: Go Chopper, by the way. This is like a big... Like, one of Kaido's right-hand men. That's, like, Chopper never gets these type of battles where it's just him versus the second or third strongest guy, probably. Uh, And he's... But to be fair, like, Chopper's not really hurting Queen. Uh, Like, he's doing some damage, but nothing is, like, taking him down. Of course, he's, like, one of the... And
1: is, like... Is, is 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 uh peppering him with arrows, yeah. As, you know, fucking with him over time. It's not a good matchup for him right now.
0: Yeah. Um. We cut over to a flashback where it's revealed that Chopper upgraded his Rumble Balls so that he can last in the monster form for thirty minutes, as opposed to his former, which was like three to- three minute time limit. Um. So. Chopper continues his battle, um fucking damn, perospro continues to shoot his arrows, and um Bao Huang, which Dinosaurs means,
1: keep shooting a lasers.
0: Yeah, the la- dinosaur laser. Um and Bao Huang pulls up and just basically opens up the communication with her little animal friends or people, friends that she has control of and can apparently control through, you know, her mind or whatever. And she makes the announcement that the orn- the fight is over and that straw that strawhead luffy has lost um and everybody's gets a little reaction i i just noticed this but queen takes a big chomp out of chopper's arm uh kind of, mm-hmm. but oh you I, see how he extends yeah that, i just saw that yeah. too what the fuck is going on what's going on there yeah um, and we get little reactions of different uh, Straw Hat allies reacting to this news. Mark was like, whoa. Uh, Frankie, of course, is in disbelief. He's like, who are you kidding? Um, Jinbei doesn't say anything because he's in the middle of getting kicked in the face, I guess. He's PR surprise. Yeah. Uh, we get a little snapshot of Luffy confirmed in the ocean and falling down deep. Uh, down bad, dude. Uh, Kaido comes in. He's on the outside, I guess, on his way to where Momonosuke is. Uh, m- big Mom is like, you hear that? He lost. And Kid's like, I don't care, dude. <laughs>
1: what the fuck did that guy do, to, do with me?
0: Yeah. And he basically says, like, but heed closely, for Master Kaido will allow you to surrender. Only those who raise their arms in surrender and compliance will be spared. They will have their lives spared and allowed to serve as followers.
1: A real decent move from Kaido. Definitely didn't have to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, Sanji and Zoro are immediately like, fuck that. Negative. (laughs) They say screw that, but we all know in their hearts they're like, fuck that shit. No way. Um, Meanwhile, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, Conjuro is just down there, like, cheesing, like, yeah, as he's hearing all this stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Kinemon and Kiku pull up to where uh, Momonosuke is and they're uh, they're just trying to console him because he's in such a weird amount of pain Uh, and out of the corner of the eye they see Odin again and Kiku's like not again with this shit he's not real it's not him so Kiku goes off to do the fight do the fight thing I guess with Oda Odin and Odin is like why are you so angry? It's me. And he's like, "You just killed one of our friends."
1: And hey, uh, baby, come on.
0: And he's like, "Don't use his name." He's like, "Is this some kind of joke?" I'm the man who took you and so in. You don't. And uh, Ki- there's a moment of hesitation from Kiku, and Kondro takes that opportunity to just stab Kiku through the through the stomach, I guess. And he. F- she falls to the ground as Kondro pulls off the painting of him, of Odin, off of him. And yeah, K- uh, Mon catches Kiku and is like, No, why? And uh, yeah, Kiku's like, This one has failed. I'm sorry. Uh, and Kondro tries to do some fucking shysty shit. Get Kondro from behind, but uh, get Kinemon from behind. But K- Kinemon responds with just like a slash finally killing Kondro once and for all as um Kanjuro says that's it if anybody should close the curtains on my act it ought to be you after all on stage we were always best friends and at that very moment as kanjiro's hitting the ground kaido bursts in and he's just he's looking for Momonosuke and Kinemon's like Oh, man this was wild Dude, my Kinemon's like Shinobu take Momonosuke and run uh and Shinobu takes him runs away to the flee yeah flee fly you fools and fly. and and, <laughs> <laughs> and, Ka- and Kaido comes down with the fucking hockey mace as Conjure- Ka- Kinemon just tries to block it with his swords, but it hits him so hard that the swords actually snap in half. And it's assumed that, I guess, Kinemon dies here.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he's... I think his. I think he's dead.
0: Yeah. Him and Kiku are done. I
1: don't see... Unless the, he's, like, accordion style. Like, he's gonna <laughs> come up like it's some Looney Tune shit. <laughs> and <you're>
0: like... <laughs> 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 he's got the accordion and like
1: accordion.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't see a reality where Kanjuro lives through this. His, his, yeah, sword, I don't see reality where his swords are snapped in half. People are dying in One Piece these days. I I, I don't see it. Uh, and, you know, as he's running away, he says, And Onigashima actually reaches the Wano mainland. And that's where the chapter ends. And thank God it, One Piece is coming next week. So we do have more chapters. Um, wowie. Lot lot to dissect here. Uh well, for one thing, Kondro's dead, for sure. Um but I'm not gonna play Yeah,
1: I, I believe so too. Like we we can finally take about to him. Uh Kaido's turning up. Shit is looking dire. Ooh, yeah, where see, is Luffy right now?
0: Yeah, I don't see how Luffy comes back from the ocean. Um someone
1: has to Yeah, catch this, is,
2: yeah this is the end of One Piece. Yeah. Luffy dies. I don't think he dies uh, Everybody's whoa, whoa, dead whoa, whoa. now. This is not my hero. Zoro. Zoro's legs never Zoro's bones never get fixed. Yeah, this is I think Zorro. this is the end, boys. <laughs> 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 this is the Chopper show. now <laughs> Oh my god, imagine.
0: Imagine the story. Yeah, this is so this
2: was all leading up to the moment when uh Chopper is not it, the story is about Chopper trying to get Zoro back in One Piece. Hmm. That's that's what this whole story was leading well, up to. That's why it's called One Piece.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I maybe this is a point where like the story takes a break for a minute. They lose. They take a second ale from Kaido. They have to regroup somehow. I don't know. I I'm wondering how Luffy gets back if he does, because I there's nobody down there. No, because. It is closer no, right. to the
2: shore of Wano, so there is a chance that somebody True. can like see him falling and they could just jump in the water and swim to catch him You're or something ready. or to bring him back that. up. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Um man, I don't know. I'm very I'm very excited for it. This is just kinda like building up the stakes. Things are getting worse. Um I have no idea. I don't think this battle lasts forever though, because I think Oda, although I don't think it's going to end anytime soon, hes I, I guess he's trying to push towards the, the ending stages of the story. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to be one of them 10-day battles that you see in the series. Um, but who knows? Uh, I'm very excited for the next chapter. I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say if you guys want to randomize. I yeah, have a theory. Story. Oh, boy. What's your theory, Brian? I have a theory
2: that Kaido is a sea king that ate a devil fruit.
1: <laughs> that ate the human-human devil fruit. Mm.
2: No, not the human-human devil fruit. Obviously it's some variation of Chopper's fruit. There there's probably some fruit that's similar to it. I just think that Kaido was a was a pet a pet sea king for Rocks. And that's, was, where, that's how he came into contact with Big Mom and everything.
0: He was human when he was And Rock, that's how rocks. it gets the thing. You know, we don't know that. Yes, we do. His silhouette when they were talking about the Rocks Pirates and how Whitebeard was part of it and Kaido was part of it. He His silhouette you know, was human. His silhouette. Because he had how do you know they didn't just
2: put a jacket over the Sea King? I hate you so much. It's not true.
0: <laughs> it's not true, Brian.
1: I mean, there's the case where maybe at some point during the crew's history... He maybe he turned into what Kaido of looks like now, you know. But he, but prior to that, he was just the cruise animal, the crew, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cruise pet, yeah.
0: See, <sighs> I don't know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. What if he's uh, what I uh, know, nah, yeah, nah, I don't know, yeah, I'm over it, yeah, I'm also over it. <laughs> it's time to randomize. Uh, Hmm. Cross. my hero academia this is my hero academia chapter 314 the lovely lady nagant uh last we left off uh deku was continuing his battle against lady nagant and he used the third quirk known as fujin oh fajin sorry and uh we still don't know what it is it doesn't get explained in this chapter really but he bursts through the building and catches Lady Nagant by surprise, got her by the arm, and, um, yeah, he basically was just like, the best way to handle a sniper is to get close. You're going to tell me what everything I want to know about All for One. And Lady Nagant was like, you think I wasn't ready for this? You think I wasn't one of the best heroes out here? I can fight close combat. Uh, and Fair. a rifle comes out of her elbow. She can make the fucking sniper rifle appear from any part of her arm, it looks like. Um, and, yeah, she's basically, he's basically like, why are you working for him? He's planning to take over everything. And, uh, we get a little bit of Lady Nagant's backstory and it, in, uh, in shorter terms, she's basically just kind of like, a, a safety net for the safety commission of, uh, of this world. Whenever, sh- you get like, top secret information about, you know, the, this, uh, this terrorist group's, or heroes that have turned code and have become corrupted in any way, the safety commission would send her to kill them. And it's not a debate. you you see her, you're you're dying essentially. yeah. So it doesn't matter if you didn't commit the crime yet. if there's a whiff of you acting shady, she's sent in, and she has to had to kill heroes and villains alike. so. After a while, she just started to get really uh, disillusioned with the whole society that she was secretly upholding. You know, while the heroes get to be in the light and you know be you know, be these optimistic things, these optimistic symbols in the world, she knows what it really is, uh, and she knows like yeah. the real dark underbelly that maintains that bright and shiny uh, uh, structure.
1: Yes, yeah, not just these heroes that are out there they every day yeah yeah you know it's all the little grind shit like you said in the background that really helps things stay afloat
0: yeah um and one night i get it one, Miss one night uh she gets she's going to meet a mission uh, meet the president of the safety commission who's going to give her another mission and she's <sighs> basically like yeah is killing these people really going to solve anything i mean making everything everybody believe everything's puppies and rainbow." Is that any better than brainwashing? And uh, the president is like, it's all necessary. Someone must preserve the hope and faith that the front-facing heroes have built up, you know? And in order to do that, we have to be able to clean the scum on the bottom, essentially. It's it's all to maintain this facade that everything's good, when it's really not, that there are actually people who let this power go to their heads. And it's better to kill them without anybody knowing than to deal with it, deal with the system itself mm. and Lady Nagant wasn't feeling it so she actually killed the president of the commit safety commission just like that and the news reported it that she actually killed a hero when this is what she was really in trouble for um. so yeah she says uh, the superheroes superpowered society is a gilded daydream seen through rose colored glasses say you bring back the status quo then what history will just repeat itself the public gets to stargaze at the bright and shiny side, while the dark truth gnaws away at someone else. Yeesh, and she's basically like, "It may not be bad. It, it, yes. may, it may not be awesome, but at least all for one's world is realer to a degree than what the government has in store for the world." Um, and Deku uses his Spider-Man powers, just like Phew! just starts rico- like repelling himself right at her. Um, and he says, uh, "Maybe I was ignorant, but I'm starting to see the things clearly. It's not all black and white, and it's more like gray. Wait, The fifth
3: quirk is
1: Black Whip. Hmm.
0: Yeah, the fifth quirk is Black
1: Whip. The the fifth. Okay, I
0: see. Yeah, this is Black Whip. Um, and he basically explains like, "I see it. I see it now. Like, it's not as it's not just like heroes and villains. There's a lot more complexity to the world than we thought." And he remembers Shigaraki, the people. Endeavor, the, the little um, anthropomorphic quirk lady. and and uh,
1: That's very detailed and Christian predicted would be a very prominent character.
0: <laughs> I didn't say very prominent. I said somewhat prominent.
1: True, you just said somewhat
0: prominent. You're right. That was the
1: actual word to use. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, It was. Right. Did I? I don't even remember that. Uh,
1: Basically, you said that you felt like there was attention, like there was like a lot of attention to detail and that you thought she would be a somewhat prominent character.
0: I think like the idea of her is, is more prominent than her herself, like her type of quirk folks.
2: Yeah, is she is she uh, like did Hawks essentially replace her? What do you mean? Oh, like, why not they threw her under the bus? Yeah, but, did he come in and take her spot?
0: Yeah, it looks like it because she has a similar, yeah. you know, bringing in that Hawks did. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it they look-
2: changed their approach, obviously. I
1: think they learned have the to deal with again. It feels like, all right, my, why don't we try to actually make our guy a real hero?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not even so that. I feel know, like it's a lot more. A I feel like it's a lot more sinister in my opinion the way they did Hawks because it's kind of like they groomed him to be this person. Like they got him yeah. when he was a little kid, like a like a, almost a baby, and they kind of groomed him to be this uh multi-tool like person that they could use to tie up ends and shit, you know?
0: It's it's grimy as hell, but it's not it's not worse, I don't know, than I I think than Nagant because they actually had Nagant assassinating people from when she was, not a not a baby necessarily, but she was clearly young. Like, she was probably out of, like, junior high school, and that's still pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but they still had Hawks
2: uh, assassinate somebody in, in the he? end as well. Like...
0: I mean, Hawks killed uh, twice, but that was his call. It wasn't necessarily, like, they didn't send him in to kill anybody. Nagant was sent specifically to murder people. Um hero or villain alike, I mean you know either way it sucks <laughs> like the safety commission is terrible but like moral of the story these people fucking stink uh, but and it, and the fact that they didn't have Hawks kill people doesn't make them better it just makes them think like alright I guess we can't have them just running around killing people um, so it's not much better it didn't come out of the goodness of their heart I think but in any case, Deku's like, I know it's not black and white, but you know what? I'm still kind of gonna help. I still have to do the best I can to help people out, extend a helping hand. And um, Nagant is like, hmm. In midair, he dodged to pro- he dodged to protect his joints from damage. He's focus He's he's getting used to my style of fighting. Fine. And how hmm. about one more thing to think about? And she uh, turns her rifle over to sh- uh, Chisaki, who is just screaming, and is like, you done yet? I gotta get to the boss. Damn, I'm ready to go. It <laughs> wasn't even anything strategic. Just like,
1: damn, what are you doing right now? That was it. That's all it was.
0: Yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, he's here. I are we go. there yet? Yeah, it's like, can we go? I wanna go. I'm hungry. Uh but yeah, that's where the chapter ends, is uh, Deku notices that Shisaki is armless on a rooftop, just like her oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Nagant's about to shoot her her shot. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how this ends. I don't think Shisaki's gonna die here. I'd be surprised, honestly.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Um, but
2: I wonder, I don't know. I have no idea. What's I wonder what they're doing. leading up to with Shisaki. Like, I don't, like, I'm just trying. Right? To- like, why reintroduce him into the series this way? You know what I mean? Like, what is he planning with his character?
0: Yeah, I, it's funny. I, you know, whenever you don't, you expressly don't kill a character, I think you can expect him to show up. And I think we all expected to uh, for Chisaki to show up at one point or another. But I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, him. but not like this, right? Yeah. Like, no, of course not. <laughs> I don't know what his role is going to be from here on out. Like, we this just, is really weird. I mean, his quirk is. Uh, he can't use it anymore, he doesn't have arms. Uh oh. so I don't he know. He can't do it with his feet or Go maybe. Forehand. Maybe <laughs> like
2: maybe he could be an informant or something, like oh, a sure. person that can give him information on like the inner workings of Shigaraki's group or something. I don't know.
0: And that's the thing, is that like they were enemies and shit. So like Shigaraki's not gonna be open arms to Juhisaki after all he's the one who ripped off his arms uh so i don't know i don't know what his thing is i'm very curious to find out though i can't imagine it's going to be for nothing but anyway i mean i don't know i don't have any more thoughts i thought this was a really good chapter uh i really like Nagant's origin story um yeah i thought it was pretty cool but i don't have many other thoughts uh do you have do you guys want to close out any thoughts
1: no, I, I thought it was just like an action pack chapter. And you know, set up. Looking forward to yeah, next week. I kinda
2: I'm just I'm just waiting for answers before I give my Hero Academia uh RGC. <laughs> I just wanna know what the what the quirks are, like what Fajin is. Once I once I know that, it's gonna be RGC. Fajin.
0: Well, I I commend your restraint this week in giving the RGC to somebody else.
1: I commend your your constraint, too. I was really surprised. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. I mean, I guess that's it for My Hero Academia. And that is it for our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, uh, we very much appreciate you guys. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinall, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37, Brian at B dot ESP all on Twitter and Instagram, uh, follow Brian's, uh, Twitch stream, whenever he wants, I guess he'll tweet out whenever he's doing it. Uh, so follow him on uh, B dot ESP and follow his Twitch stream at, uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, or comment below on any of the videos that you see on YouTube. And while you're at it, subscribe, like, share the videos, you know, let's get this community popping, you guys. Uh, thank you guys again. Subscribe to us on iTunes, give us that five-star review, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening again, and stay safe, New Jump Citizens.
1: Peace. Peace out, guys.